Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This week is a mystery topic. My name is Jeff, and I had an alter ego called Captain Fun. I wore aviator sunglasses, a captain's jacket, and that's it. I got great at tucking. <laughs> my name is Dan, and my father, Five Star Brian, once drunkenly berated me in a Mexican restaurant that the proper way to apply refried beans and sour cream to a build-your-own burrito was to paint it! <laughs> my name is Jimmy, and I accidentally met up with my friend Ryan at Taco Bell last night. That's true. I saw that on social media. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was funny. I was literally driving into Taco Bell, and I was like, oh, there's a long line at um in the drive-thru, so I'm just going to pull in. And it was just something easy, quick to get to. But my my buddy Ryan loves Taco Bell, okay? It's not great. So he's a Taco Bell boy. He's a Taco Bell boy. He really likes it. And as I was pulling in, I see him right next to me going into the restaurant as well. <laughs> and I was like, uh, because we were, it's funny because we were talking about maybe hanging out that night. And we just didn't really talk about it. Um, Sorry, Ryan. Got plans. Yeah, Jimmy. I got plans, too. Big plans. <laughs> we all got plans. Can't hang out. Sorry. See and you next we, time. We met up at Taco Bell. And I was like, uh, what's going on here? It was I, funny. So you know how when you're not eating fast food, you remember only the good things about it? And then as There's soon as you- nothing good about it. Well, listen. And then as soon as you have it, you're like, oh, this is all bad. Yeah. It's like rose-tinted glasses. So oh, yeah. I haven't eaten any fast food in like over a year. And there's certain things that I remember fondly. Like every once in a while, I'm like, oh, um, a quarter pounder with cheese would be good right now. <laughs> and then I know, like, no, it wouldn't. So I don't do it. Oh, yeah. But out of all the different fast food, I never think fondly of Taco Bell. I don't have any good thoughts of Taco Bell. I only think positively about Taco Bell when I was in college. When I was in college, it was <laughs> it's great. tied to a time period. Yeah. It was great because I would be leaving work at like uh, maybe like 10 p.m. And I'd be driving over to the other campus because WestCon was split up into two campuses. And right in between there, there was a Taco Bell. So I either stopped there or McDonald's on occasionally if I wasn't feeling tacos. And McDonald's is gross as well. McDonald's but. is never McDonald's is only an option when there's nothing else or you have to poop. Yeah, that's actually true. Um, but yeah, so I would always stop at Taco Bell and it's not great. I wouldn't say it's bad, but every time I get it, I immediately regret it after. And that was last night as well. Oh, yeah. You like smell it and you're just. Yeah. So, so I know, I know normally we would move on at this point, but I do got to touch on Captain Fun. Captain Fun was a huge oh, part boy. of my life. Some people only know me as Captain Fun. <laughs> so, Jeff at parties would disappear into a bedroom or a bathroom of a house party and reappear as Captain Fun. Right. And a lot of the time, only two or three people knew it was going to happen. And, and there I, were people I've never met before. They're like big parties. Yeah. I was lucky enough that I was one of the people who usually knew. And the reason was after a few times of doing this, I wrote a theme song for Captain Fun. <laughs> it was a great theme song. So I Jeff would bring recorded. his little Casio keyboard. Yep. And as he emerged from the bathroom, I would start playing it. I he had would a dance around. Song. Yeah. It was like I felt like a wrestler coming out. 
to this to this uh, good. ring. You'd chase people around um, and hug them. Yeah, every now and then there was a point where um I, I this night I was not going to do Captain Fun because I knew one of the guys there thought I was. So I would always just walk towards the bathroom and he would like not like that <laughs> and start to leave. And um, yeah, no, I, I was like running on couches, chasing people who were uncomfortable by it because male nudity is funnier than it is sexy. Um, <laughs> yes, so, yeah, it was especially yours because it's so revolting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, like it's it's bad. Like from the front, you can't see anything, but like you I, see I'm a, a lot of hair. I'm a three dimensional figure. So there were yeah. people who have probably seen <laughs> terrible things from behind. Uh, yeah. Captain Fun has not been around for the last 10 years or so, but people remember him still. I'm thankful I've never met Captain Fun, and I hope that I never do. So we don't have the music, but the lyrics to the song were, His, his name, name is Captain, Captain Fun, and his name he is likes to, and he likes to have fun. Yes, fun. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And if you heard that, you know nothing good was. You know that talk. trouble is coming. Oh, I'm accidentally playing our podcast. I was just looking to see if we had any reviews, boys. Jeff, did we have any reviews this week? We do. We have a message on Facebook from Josh Schroeder. This is about our Record Roundtable 2 episode. Great episode, guys. City in Color is now in heavy rotation, and you remind me how great Amy Winehouse was. Still not talked into Tegan and Sarah, but if you're into them, good for you. My brother tried talking me into them years ago, and I understand the appeal, but they just don't light up my oral taste buds. Well... Josh, depending on how many years ago, as we said, their styles kind of changed pretty drastically, um, especially this album that I had them listen to. So I don't know. Give it a shot. Give Heartthrob a listen to. Coincidentally, we got a tweet just as we're recording this from, I I might slaughter this name and I I apologize, but Gebekin Mouse uh, tweeted, they actually retweeted um, something that Touche Amore posted um, Touche Amori says, in support of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we are putting up a pre-order for a clear pink variant of Stage 4, where all proceeds will go to at the Breasties, which I assume is a breast cancer awareness charity. This release hasn't had a color pressing since 2016, limited to 1,000. Side note, I will be buying that after seeing that. I think I will too. I usually don't double dip, and I only have a black copy I bought in Chicago. Yeah, cool. but... um. Gebekin says, I loved Talk Me Into's episode about Touche Amore. I saw them live one month ago with Death Haven. What a great gig. Please consider buying their emotionally dense stage four album in support of breast cancer awareness. That's awesome. And I've, I actually have only seen them twice and it was before Parting the Season came out. It's been a while. I missed Ooh. them last time they were in my town and I was super upset, but I got tickets to go see them next month. Yeah, I got to buy a ticket to that too. And Jimmy, you should too. Yeah, I'm considering it. I might be busy, but I have to figure out. I'm pretty that pumped out. to see Law Dispute too, because I got into them later. Not digging their latest album too much, but yeah, I really so if, like them. if you have a review or a mention or you want to try to talk us into something, send it on over. Tweet at us at Talk Me Into on Twitter. Send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com, all those things, and we'll, we'll get at you. This is the segment where we like to do that we're talking ourselves into things. It's <laughs> what wow. I like to do. <laughs> the Englishing, the wording, the sounds. I'm talking the myself into conjugation. <laughs> the words in the order supposed to be, Dan, it was.
So we're going to be talking ourselves into things. It's something that we um, we personally had done this week or we want to do or we're talking ourselves into it. Yeah. It could be something small. It could be yeah. something big. So this week I was talking myself into a Hulu adaptation of a book that I read called Looking for Alaska. Oh, it's right next to Russia. You could see it from their house. Uh, <laughs> good one. Alaska's a girl in this. Her name is Alaska in this show. In the book, Aww. um, but it is um, it's a John Green book. Who um, is it? A coming of age story? A little bit, yeah. Is, is the guy Pete from Lean on Pete? No, it's not. I thought it was. It don't looks a lot so. like that actor. I don't. I, don't I believe think I saw you Lean may on be right. I don't know. I've I've never seen Lean because, on Pete because uh, spoiler alert. Because I don't think we're ever going to talk on Lean on Pete. But my wife likes horses. Pete is a horse. You watch that movie, and it was very aggressively sad. Oh, was, really? That was a great movie, though. Halfway through, and she did actually. Not I think it might like be. It. it might be that actor. I think Dan's looking it up now. I am. Um, great. So looking for Alaska. Does he find Alaska? Oh yes. He or finds... is she looking for herself? Oh, who's looking for Alaska, and what's Alaska's deal? Guys, breaking <laughs> news: Charlie Plummer stars in both Lean on Pete and Looking for Alaska. You hear, heard it here first. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a young adult book. Um, it's actually John Green's first book, who um, is now actually kind of famous because he he does a YouTube channel with his brother called Vlog Brothers, and uh, where they where they talk to each other. Um, they talk about different. You talked about and stuff. this on the show before. Yes, I have. And actually. Jimmy only consumes media that is on YouTube or is created by people who are also on YouTube. Well, he wrote the book that was pre YouTube. So he's oh, a YouTube uh, man. Yeah, YouTube man. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I like the book, and uh, so far the adaptation's pretty good. I like, I like the fact that it's not a super long book, but it's still being made into a series. I'm not sure how long it is. I think it's either eight or ten episodes. Um, but the fact that they're like delving more into these characters and writing some more interesting, um, different takes from different different characters and stuff, and I really like it so far. I wouldn't recommend it to you guys. I don't think you guys would like it, but I'm really liking it. So I was talking myself into it. Nice, cool. Yeah, Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? This one's a little redundant. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it's not successful. Uh-oh. Sounds like a great start. <laughs> I talked myself into tying a tie. I'm decent at it. Yeah. Talked myself into ironing. Not great at it, but it gets the job done. Mm-hmm. I've tried very hard to talk myself into bow ties. Oh, okay. That's, those are so hard to tie. Oh, like actually using a... Yeah, no, like I, I got several of them. Oh, that's a big investment. Well, they were they were gifts. Oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, I would like to t- I would like to wear bow ties to work, and I got them for my birthday from several people, and uh, it's really hard. And I gave up after like trying for an hour. So nice. I might have to try again because like well, ties just get in the way, especially when you use the bathroom. Agreed. You know? uh, and like bow ties are just like you just do it. They're out of the way. You don't think about them all day. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna suggest. I know it's kind of. Re- kind of late now that you've already got all these ties but the clip-on bow ties are actually very successful it's not like a clip-on regular no i know they look perfect you can't really tell agreed yeah but like i have one with lobsters on it's really cute (laughs) oh it's a nice bow tie i would recommend learning how to tie a normal tie and get more used to that first i've been doing it for two months i do it yeah he's okay i do it fine i mean if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. That's what I learned from Doc Brown. <laughs> so, Jeff, I think you can turn. I think you could tie a bow tie. It was just so depressing because, like, the the people in the videos on YouTube, right? It's not mirror image, right? Yeah. 
And I'm like, all right, so I'll just do it with my non-dominant hand. And then, like, they're talking and trying to make you laugh. I don't want to sit here for nine minutes <laughs> yeah. holding the same knot. You just want someone in front of a mirror to be like, do this, do this, do this, yeah. and you're done. And then you have to, like, put it into loops, and there's, like, several loops, or the loop's too small. I'm like, how do you yeah. get it in this loop? You got to, like, make a loop and pinch it and then make another loop. Oh, boy. You need to find someone in your life who can actually do it and can show I've you I've never person. met a person that can tie a bow tie. I, can, that I'm that I will ask to. around. There's only one person at my entire job who wears a bow tie. Are you close enough to, to have him stand right behind you <laughs> and rub butt, butt to groin <laughs> and let him tie your tie? For Not you? yet. We did talk about Twilight Zone episodes for about a half hour. Oh, you're on your way. At work. So we're, we're almost there. <laughs> okay. But not yet. Hey, guys, if you know how to tie a bow tie. And you would like your groin rubbed on my butt. And you think you could teach Jeff, hit us up. <laughs> or my groin on your butt. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a Patreon I don't think exclusive. that will work. We can figure it out. Yeah. Dan, what are you talking yourself into? So I don't want to bring the tone of the show down. We're going to keep this light and everything. But I'm talking myself into memorializing a friend of the pod. Yeah, this is a sad one. Uh, so if you've been a longtime listener, you know that some someone, some creature, some <laughs> entity has been sort of featured on our podcast um, since the very beginning. Every once in a while... My dog Toby, he was a he was a little needy boy, a little little uh daddy's boy. He followed me around everywhere and a lot of times when we were recording, he was sitting right next to me. Occasionally you would hear Jeff complain about his collar jingling. Yeah. But but he, he no collar rule. You know, he was a weird dog. He was weird looking. I inherited him. He was my grandma's, but he grew he grew on me. I came to love him. He was a fun little guy. So unfortunately, Toby came down with a very aggressive form of cancer. And he was starting to get to the point where he was suffering. So we had to make the sad, tough decision to put him to sleep. So Toby's at rest now. And he was a good companion when we were recording. So I just want to say peace out to Toby, the goodest boy. And Jimmy, if you could include a little clip, let's take a little moment to remember one of my favorite times that Toby appeared on the podcast. No. Come on, Toby, relax. Oh, you f***ed him up now. I didn't do shit. Come on. Yes. Come on, Toby. Thank you. All right, fellas. Close, right? Okay, good enough. Okay. Oh, I always get it. I was trying to do the okay, fellas. Um, okay, fellas. Yeah, there we go. This week is a mystery topic. Um, it's a mystery in that the audience doesn't know what it's going to be. Dan and Jimmy don't know what it's going to be. I know what it's going to be, but another little twist. I've never consumed this. This so is such a bad idea. We're oh, all boy. We're all getting talked into <sighs> this thing. Jimmy. Dan, Jimmy might have heard of this. I don't know if Dan would. I'm going to say the name and we'll go from there. Come on. I am going to try to talk all of us into One Punch Man. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. Jimmy, do you <laughs> yes. know what One Punch Man is? I've seen one episode of One Punch Man. One Punch Man, Dan, is an anime. Okay. And... <laughs> We talked about anime on this podcast before, um, but I was scrolling through Netflix and I saw this and the description was 
The most powerful superhero in the world can kill anyone with one blow, but nothing can challenge him. So he struggles with ennui and depression. And I was like, okay. So I watched about five minutes and I was like, this isn't usually what I think of when I think of anime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've talked about anime before. And for listeners of the show, go back and listen to Erased. How about I play you a clip? with some things I've said about anime before. Oh, Just boy. to give you a little idea about how I feel about anime. Okay. And uh, here we go. Jeff, what'd you think about this? I did not like anything. Satoru Fujinuma is a struggling I will not book. remember that. <laughs> I'm going to call him Sausage. Futanari? I don't know what that is. You should Google it on a work computer. <laughs> no. If you're listening at work. I've always not liked the anime aesthetic. I, I just, I, I hate their faces. I hate the anime style. Another thing on character design is his mom has some DSLs. I, I can't get past the shrill female voice acting. I can't get past the, the style, which I mentioned. I definitely can't get past the over-sexualization of children in literally every single anime I've ever seen. The 17-year-old girl that everybody's lusting after. Absolutely hate that. It is aimed towards a certain group of people yeah. who get off on like that Lolita, Chibi, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. It was this unneeded, sapphic child love scene. And it, it was disturbing. I don't like it. Did I talk you into Erased? No. Nope. Oh. Hard no. The bad far outweighed anything I could enjoy. There's a strange romance going on because he is a 28, 29 yeah. year old. They make it a point to say she's 17 years old. That they could have easily made her 18 or 19. And the story wouldn't have changed and they didn't have to have that. And it's just a, re- I think it's a recurring theme in anime it's very strange and it's kind of like an anime trope i do not want to watch anime on this show ever again i hate you (laughs) so now you've just gone and and re-pissed off every fan of anime that listens to our show yes so i want to do this because talk me into was and still is an experiment in friendship (laughs) in self-growth and I, th- I think that's it's a little silly for me to say no more anime because it's come up over the show. Dan said it before. Mm-hmm. Jeff is so burp, burp, burp. She said no more of this. You hate it so much. So I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to try to talk myself into it as well as you guys. Because this, I think, from what I've seen, very few. I know almost nothing about it. I can't even tell you anything else about it. But it seems like it's outside of the things I don't like about anime. And I'm willing to try it again. And if I have to do it, so do you. <laughs> I like what you had to say about, you know, talk me into being an experiment and like being open and things like that. I, I recently did talk to a listener of the show and, and they, they remarked that they they are surprised that we actually do all the research that we say we're going to do. Like mm-hmm. we don't take shortcuts. We really do watch everything we say we're going oh, to. Yeah. We read everything. If we mess up like last week's episode, then we really mess up. Or yeah. The week before his episode. Yeah. Rick and Morty. Yeah. So, I kind of like what you're doing here. It's risky because we could all end up hating this, it is, and then and it's very strange. That's why I didn't want to tell you guys beforehand. I wanted to keep you on your toesy woesies. All right. So my exposure to One Punch Man is I know a lot of people who really like it. Um, funny enough, I've said it before. I like Erased. I like a couple other like small indie anime things. Um, I wouldn't say indie, but I like said more Indiana made things. <laughs> Indiana and I was like, wow, is Indiana known for, <laughs> for their great anything other than amazing vice presidents? Yeah. 
Um, so basically, One Punch Man, I would say, is sort of like an amalgamation of like a lot of anime tropes that are being made fun of in this show. So you might like it just in the fact that it makes fun of anime as it's being an anime. Are we going to somehow have another anime episode that's actually more <laughs> critical of anime? Maybe. And it, it's, it is really weird timing. It wasn't planned out, but it's almost kind of like Rick and Morty because Rick and Morty is an animated like critique satire. and parody and satire of genre fiction. Yeah. And this seems almost like that because like it is funny-ish, I think, from the few minutes mm-hmm. that I've seen. And it even, is funny. Like the One Punch Man, like he's just like, oh yeah, I'm killing this bad guy. I don't know why, but the description you read reminded me of the comic book Axe Cop where it was written it by a kid. It is kind of like that. Yeah. But everything is so over the top that it's like fun. Axe yeah. has been on my list for a while. We might be talking oh, about Oh boy. That. Yeah. Um. So I'm interested in this because I have seen one episode of it and I did like it. Um. I wasn't talked into watching more of it. Maybe if I take it with a more critical eye and I watch more episodes. So I'm not going to go crazy with this because like I haven't seen it and I don't want to put myself through hell either. <laughs> Let's just do three episodes. That's what I, I don't know too. if there's jumping on or off points. How many episodes is it? Uh, it's like two seasons. And oh, the second month. season there's like 12, came out. 12 in the first season or something. Okay. I will so, say I've heard the second season wasn't as good as the first. Okay. But maybe we're only going to be talking in the first season. Who knows? Yeah, we're just going to uh, do the first three episodes of season one. It's on yeah. Netflix. It's easy to consume. It's I'm going to be. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes because you guys might be talked into it and I might hate it, which would be very funny. <laughs> I like the idea. Um, I'm all for like, you know, we're all about keeping an open mind. When we did this podcast, the thing that we all agreed to is that we would do whatever the other ones asked us to do. And we would yep. be honest about it. Yeah. And, and usually, open. usually it's worked out, but there have been some things that did not. And but there's, erased. there's also stuff that we always said that we would never try because we thought we would hate it, and we did it. You guys watched Boston Celtics game. Yeah. We hated it, but we did it. Yeah. <laughs> I made so, you guys watch Game Grumps. That's something that's very, like, I don't know how I made you guys do that. but It wasn't that bad. Yeah, you guys didn't hate it as much as I thought you would. So cool. We're going to go watch three episodes of what one. is it? <laughs> I usually have this information think, think in front of, of me. Think of it. Just try to say whatever you think it is. Um, I think I heard Jimmy start to say one. So now I know it's one yep. punch man. My yes. first thought before he muttered one was big punch man, <laughs> big punch which man. might be a cooler translation. Yeah, let's let's go watch some big punch man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get you some of that Hawaiian punch. The mystery has been solved. Now, the next mystery is, will we be talked into One Punch Man? Or will we further piss off every anime fan that listens? <laughs> One Punch Man is an anime, which is crazy that I'm saying it on this show. After my extreme distaste for the previous anime we had to watch. Oh, yeah, we heard. Yeah, you you guys just heard that whole hubbubaloo. Hello, Baloo. On the, uh, you got there. On the first half of this episode, let's get into the second half of this episode. Now, it's been a few weeks. We all watched three episodes of One Punch Man. The first episode being called The Strongest Man. Yeah. Now, we're all talk- We're all trying to get talked into this. Yeah, this but- is Jeff's attempt to break format. Yeah, so I'm just going to go with... I'm going to ask Dan his first impressions because I know we don't talk about anything when we're not recording because we don't want anything mm-hmm. to get like spoiled for us because we want our reactions to be genuine but he did say he's got he's got some bombs to drop so what what are your first impressions 
of the series or of the first episode? The first episode, like when you're when you start watching it, what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking that I hate the artwork. Okay, cool. That's fair. I mean, we've talked about that. Before. I'm thinking that. Well, even more so. I mean, there's... so you hate this artwork more than Erased? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, oh, I disagree with that. There's moments that I like. Like, especially, you know, in this genre, you, you get some of these big still shots that are super detailed and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like some of the action sequences, but some of it is, some of the action sequence is so stylized that I can't even follow what's happening. And some of the, like, more, like, flat, like, plot points. When they're just, as, like, talking. Yeah, are, like, so undetailed and just, mm-hmm. like, boring to It is at. very drastic. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, I think that's just anime in general. So that was my first thing. And then another first thing that I sort of dealt with throughout the three episodes we watched was, I'm going to say right off the bat, this is the most conflicted I've ever been about a talk me into. Okay. Because I could not get my hand or my my head around whether it was self-aware or not right and that's gonna keep coming up i couldn't tell if this Mm. was a bad show or a show that was bad on purpose you know what i'm saying i I believe it's the latter i know exactly what you're saying and i think it's intentional i think that's sort of where i came out at the end too but it's at first you can't tell right yeah but i think i noticed earlier than halfway through the first episode when i was like oh okay now I get it. It took me honestly till like episode three to be sure. Really? Well, here's the thing. Like I knew they were going for that like B movie, like yeah. bad, good aesthetic, right. but I I wasn't sure if they really were reaching it. All right. Before we get into like yeah. the story and Let's, the meat of the episode, Jimmy, what were your first impressions? So starting my, to watch it. My first impressions is, as you guys know, I don't watch a lot of anime. I've seen a few, but um, I thought the animation was really stellar, especially in the very beginning of this. Um, I thought. I wouldn't say it was like amazing. I definitely agree. I right. like the art style better in a race than I like it in here. Um, but it is two completely different shows or two. They're for two different audiences. Um, so for this show, I would say I, I get where they're going. I understand that it's a joke that everything is like super like punched up. Don't mind the pun. <laughs> um, just because over the top over the top basically because like it's making fun of like those like dragon ball z like characters like right obviously the uh, i definitely caught that the the first villain in the show is like a complete ripoff of a dragon ball z villain i thought that too and i don't know much about dragon ball z i don't either but i was like oh that looks like an alien guy from an anime i've seen that i don't yeah. know yeah which uh, is vex you talking about the guy with the antenna yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i thought the same thing i was like oh that must be like a dragon ball z character or whatever um so that's where i kind of got it i was like oh okay these guys are making fun of other animes especially towards the second villain of this i was like oh they're making fun of attack on titan which is a huge anime right now um a lot of people really like that i like it too i've never i didn't get that far into it but i think that's maybe why i struggled because i didn't pick up a lot of the parody I tried to get into Attack on Titan a long time ago. I watched mm-hmm. half an episode and turned it off. Really? Yeah. Jeff, what were your first impressions? Um, uh, Since you've never like seen you, it either. You guys did mention the animation, and like the animation is much more exaggerated and artistic during the fights, mm-hmm. which I thought stood out. And I liked because it separated what my idea of what anime is and should be into this new place that I was visiting. Like a lot of the the action in this first episode, especially when he's fighting vaccine man or um, 
who was it later on the, the biceps man the, the yeah, giant, yeah the big yeah um which the names the are great and i don't think that i think that they were translated perfectly i have no oh, idea yeah. but like i'm just gonna assume that um but they're like it's like sketchy almost like a lot of scribbly and mm-hmm. I, I like that style it's kind of like early 90s like weird liquid television stuff i know we mm-hmm. talked about liquid television on the daria episode it was a show on mtv with a lot of like amateur animators that were like given this chance to shine um but it was cool because i wasn't expecting it and i didn't expect to see like such a drastic shift from what i perceive to be the anime style Mm. um and it was my first impression going into it was that it was sillier than i thought it was going to be because like the description sounded pretty funny which is why i picked this topic yeah but it was like more comedic than i thought yeah I would agree with this first episode. I thought this pilot episode, I think, was perfect for the show. I think it was really well done. Um, a lot of the comedy definitely came through. Um, I guess we can start to go in a yeah, little bit. We, of yeah, we a little bit around the edge. So, so the the whole thing is that there are monsters, as yeah. the show calls them, which are just villains. And Jimmy said, "Vaccine Man" is his first guy. Um, and then there's like a giant who was a a scientist's brother who like made him really strong and they're mm-hmm. kind of like a pair and the scientist is on the giant shoulder and there's like a crab humanoid guy who's just like picking on people who make fun of him <laughs> because he ate too much crab so he became a crab that made right. me laugh right so so the story is that um saitama who is one punch man mm-hmm. hates bad guys and he hates monsters mm-hmm. so he just trained really really hard and he became like stronger than superman right so it's so silly and simple like i'm really strong because i just trained which comes up later on yeah we learned that out in in the episodes that we watch and like he loses all his hair because he's training so hard and his whole thing is that he punches a monster and they die like no matter how Mm -hmm. hard or how rough they are how terrible like if he punched thanos thanos would have died you know it's Mm -hmm. like that so he gets to the point where he's bored so he like he wants a challenge. So when he kills this like huge threat that's going to wipe out humanity, he's upset because mm-hmm. it wasn't more of a challenge to him, which I think is pretty funny because his whole yeah. motivation is to just not be bored. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's kind of funny because you would think that this show would just be like him, like um, like killing all these monsters, saving the world. But in reality, it's a character study on him and like his kind of like trying to find out how he can find enjoyment out of being a superhero. Yeah. Cause they spent so much time in the first episode by so much time. I mean, several minutes Yeah, building up this vaccine man character. So I'm like writing notes like, all right, <laughs> vaccine man, uh, there's justice enforcement. And then they build up this villain just to get destroyed hilariously yeah. by one punch. And then he realizes it's only 1 PM and he's upset. Cause he's like, what am, you know, <laughs> yeah. what, what am I going to do for the rest of the day? Yeah. But like, you just saved a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. <laughs> It's definitely like a little like um, it's like a teenage fanboy idea of what being a hero is. Right. Exactly. He just did it because he wanted to like beat up bad guys and now it's too easy and it's boring. But um, yeah, I like this first episode. I, I, I don't know. I didn't get the parody of the crab guy. And I also don't still understand why that kid had a giant a butt, butt for a yeah. chin. I think that <laughs> I was know. just like. It was exaggerated to the nth degree. Yeah, I don't know. But the crab villain I liked because it seemed like a tick villain or flaming carrot. Yeah. And that comes up later on. Like they're in town Z, I think is what it's called. Mm -hmm. City City Z. Z, Yeah. And like the tick is from the town. 
Like that's just what it's called. Mm. And there's a lot of parallels to that. And I I wasn't expecting that. I'm I'm a huge fan of uh weird cartoon characters and comic characters like that. But it was fun. I like the uh over the top ridiculous gore when he rips off the monster crab guy's eyeball. Yeah, and, and there's yeah, yeah, that, oh, yeah that was there's disgusting. Like, there's a custom car monster that is just like he just punches and destroys. But like they set up this character. They design this character. He's like a a car that's a monster it's yeah. weird and he gets destroyed in like 10 seconds yeah yeah it, it is definitely interesting that it, it sets up his kind of like his whole motivation of like trying to find enjoyment out of killing these monsters i also think it's funny that we're just like speaking very analytically about this show because yeah i oh, don't just, think it, it was ever intended to be like no. discussed in a serious manner i don't think so either this is like culturally praised to like everywhere so I don't know. It, it's I, I, I've I've heard the name really, and I've seen like dr- a drawing of One Punch Man, but that's it. Like that's all I know. Yeah. Before g- getting into, he's this. kind of looks like a like a parody of like the Last Airbender too. Did yeah, you guys yeah, a get little that bit. Reference? Yeah. Kind of, but I couldn't tell. Like it's the bald head, and I think the colors he wears and stuff. Mm, maybe. Uh, then we get into episode two, the Lone Cyborg. Well, first of all, for the very ending of this episode to the end uh do you guys listen to the music at all like the opening titles the opening one i do it's like super metal which is kind of like an anime thing and the end was like so like over the top and like i was like oh these guys are gonna hate it yeah it's just like the ending of erased it goes into oh no erased had a very emotional intro oh that's right it had like the very somber like yeah incredible outro yeah yeah so yeah, I skipped over all that crap. Uh, there's a lot of like, <laughs> there's a lot of like really bad hair metal music throughout this series, like during yeah, all is. the fight scenes. And but stuff. it's I think played, that's an anime it's thing. played comically though. Yeah, at, at least in this series. Or, yeah, yeah, this show. My first note for this was, "God damn it, an overly sexualized mosquito! What the fuck is anime?" Oh man. Yeah, that this is a moment where I like. I, the first episode, I'm like, okay, this is over the top on purpose. It's funny. The second episode, I'm like. Are they trying to make this a real thing? I don't think so. I thought that at first because I was like, okay, there's a monster who's like the sexy lady, but she's also a mosquito. And there's a moment where she's like, give me all your juices. No, so when she said, <laughs> empty all of your stored juices into me, I was like, this is a parody and send up of anime. Yeah. That's when it clicked to me. I was 100%. like, I hope it is. It is. Dude, it totally is. Because then like she levels up and she's like even sexier. It's just she regrows her legs. Yeah, and she's got a thick booty bug <laughs> butt. <laughs> oh, boy. This show's going to go weird places. There, there's also that funny moment where they, like, defeat Armored Gorilla. And Oh, that's much further yeah, he, like, in, can, in the episode. Yeah, he, like, admits, he's like, oh, I don't want to die. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this show is interesting. The backstory of the cyborg Genos is very strange. Oh, yeah, that was funny, too, oh, while he just kept on rambling on, so, and then one punch so he was like, goes, stop it. So Genos is the cyborg guy, and he's telling the backstory, but before that, he's fighting this uh, thick booty bug bish, as I call her, the Mosquito. Mosquito girl. <laughs> yeah, Mosquito queen. But yeah, I think she's just called Mosquito girl. Um, and One Punch Man couldn't kill like this one mosquito, and she's controlling this swarm. So then Genos, like, lights them all on fire kills them and then like one punch man finds the queen punches her she dies and then genus is like i want you to be my sensei i want you to train me because i have mm-hmm. this backstory so he says do you want to hear my backstory and then saitama says not really and then he starts telling his story <laughs> and like saitama's like leg is shaking 
And he goes, did you hear what I just said? I don't want to hear your story. And just like the comic timing, it's in a different language because Netflix doesn't have it I will it say that's one of my notes too is that his comedic timing is really good that it transcends language barriers. I laughed out loud at it. Like yeah. I cackled. I laughed too when um, he shows up. Um, oh, what did he say? He said, you totally made them bug out, but I'm I was like, that is hilarious. That was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was, it was actually really well done. Um, so yeah, Dan, back to the intro of the cyborg. Oh yeah, so the backstory. Yeah, he launches on this really like in-depth backstory about how a rampaging cyborg killed his whole family and his whole town, and then like he almost died, but he became a cyborg. And One Punch Man is like, Jimmy, what does he say? I don't remember. He's like, keep it to twenty words or less. That's too much. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> and I'm right. like, what the hell? This is so <laughs> weird. But it was fun. But then that comes back when Armored Gorilla starts telling it. Yeah, and, and then, then Genos is like. My master wants you to keep it to 20 words or less. Oh, I didn't catch that. But That's like, funny. So there's like these animal like monsters that were made in the lab and they have the dumbest, best names. Ground Dragon, Armored Gorilla. It, they're just amazing names. And I don't remember the, the lion guy's name. It was like Jungle King or something. Beast King, dumb. I think. Yeah, it was something so silly. They remind me a lot of Power Ranger villains. Yeah, that's mm, true. I could see that. Yeah, they're just like weird mishmashes of creatures and things and stuff. And then, but but like that that Beast King guy, he's just like he does what a lot of villains and you know different genres do, and they just showboat. And One Punch's Man indifference to it is just funny every one time. One Punch's Man, you said One Punch Man. <laughs> one, one Punch's Man. One the Punch's Man. So so, nope. so we both sewed at the same time. Yeah. Jim, go ahead. Uh, so next, the next episode is the Obsessive Scientist, and uh, these titles are great, by the way. They're just. <laughs> just very generic it's the the lone cyborg the obsessive scientist jeff randomly picked like the right number of episodes for us to watch because we get like so much backstory on what we've seen for the first two episodes yeah so then the um i i, I was kind of surprised because i did not think that the cyborg was going to make it into the next episode yeah i mean i was like well, oh he's gonna become a character the first two episodes are incredibly like episodic they stand on their own yeah and then this one is like oh we're gonna like create this world where mm -hmm. there is an overall arch villain and he's creating all these weird hybrid mutant monsters for a reason and stuff so i thought that was pretty interesting yeah it was cool that there's actually going to be a story and it's not just one-offs so the backstory that Armored Gorilla tells about the scientist that created him is that um, he he de-aged himself. Yeah. He cloned himself and he mixed himself with animal DNA, the, the like his DNA with animal DNA. And because um, he's trying to force human humanity into the next stage of evolution. Exactly. So then when um, which is a great theory like that, obviously that's going to work. <laughs> yeah. So, so Genos finds out that like, oh, this is the guy I got to kill that like killed my family and stuff. And they eventually find out where he is and they have like this plan to sneak in. And then Genos just destroys the entire building and like yeah, one yeah. fireball, but they go underground. So the, the scientist yeah. is safe and they have another villain with the worst best name, Carnage Kabuto. Yo, yes, just that was so weird. terrible yeah. and over the top. And yeah. I love it. And he was like the ultimate form of evolution yeah. that the scientists created. He's basically like, first of all, can we talk about the art on these villains? This guy was kind of dumb. Yeah. And it's just like so over the top. It's just like, I don't know. All I could think of is just like super like 
bodybuilder porn, like just muscles on muscles on muscles, just like yeah. a ball of muscles. Yeah. Yeah. And he's clearly like some form of a human mixed with like a beetle. Like he's got like brown armor and yeah, like one yeah. of those weird, weird like proboscis things on his head and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just going back one step, I forgot that when Gino started the billing, Saitama was upset because he didn't get to see what the bad guys had in store. And that's like his <laughs> whole thing. Like yeah. he just wants to destroy bad guys. Yeah. He's sort of like, sick of how easy these things have been and the fact that Genos just made it easier pisses him off. Yeah. But they go underground and they confront Carnage whatever the Kabuto, hell. Is. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a big fight. Genos is getting pretty messed up. This is some of my favorite art in in what we've seen so in the far. Action. Yeah, when it's pretty good. When Carnage Kabuto goes to like his mega his final form form or whatever yeah. he calls it rampage mode or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um and the whole like room changes to like these weird red like mm-hmm. prisms and stuff. It was very like trippy and stuff, but I kind of appreciated that. Um, and that's one of the things I like about anime from what I've seen is like at some points they can let the mood and the tone overpower like reality, which yeah. is kind of like fun, a fun thing to do. If you're mm-hmm. going to be animating, you might as well take those leaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also this weird repetitive joke, which I didn't find super funny, but they're like. He's going to be rampaging for a week. That's till Saturday. Next Saturday. A whole week of rampaging. Yeah. That and was- that's bargain day at the market. So that's what finally gets Saitama to punch him and kill him. Yeah. Because yeah, he was yeah. just kind of like playing hard to get. And um, I still like how he went. The other thing that's like more story based is when Carnage Kabuto is like, you didn't die from this. Like, tell me how you got this strong. Yeah. And he gives him the whole spiel, 100 push-ups, 100 squats. He, <laughs> yeah, he runs, makes it very, this he runs is, 10 kilometers. He eats three meals a day. He never uses the AC or heat. And then Genos is mad. He's like, that's just basic training. <laughs> this is the first like joke that like really got me. And I, this is where I was like, okay, they're doing this on purpose and yeah. they're doing it well. And I laughed out loud. But then I thought, I was like, but is there another reason moving forward that we'll learn why he's this strong i or hope is it not literally yeah i yeah. really hope not either um it's funny that he takes it seriously like he legitimately thinks yep that this regimen this very <laughs> basic exercise regimen yeah is what turned him into this mega superhero yeah and he's like fine i'll give you the truth yeah so yeah, yeah that, that, that's it. a good um <laughs> there, there's a couple good one-liners too like uh it was well done yeah the Somebody says, my boss wants you to, my boss is interested in your body. And then he says, I'm not interested in dudes. Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely a, a good way. Like, I was kind of hoping borderline homophobia was... is always hilarious. Ooh, yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> um, I, I kind of do wish that there was a dub for this. But um, yeah, it was just a little hard taking notes while I'm trying to. Like, yeah, read. that's that was my only um, thing. I, I could definitely see myself paying more attention to if I was talked into it. Um. That's but, why I gave up on taking notes, to be honest with you. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this like right before we record, so I'm just going to just focus on it and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, let's get into final thoughts. Jimmy, we'll start with you this time. Oh, man. I don't know how to feel about this one. Mm. Uh, there's definitely some things I like about it. The animation during the fight scenes are pretty stellar. Um, I wouldn't say they're like amazing. I've definitely seen better, but I see where they're going from. Uh, and I see what they're kind of parodying and stuff. So I understand why they're the way that they are. Um, I feel like a lot of the jokes and tropes don't land with me well because I don't watch a lot of anime. Um, Keep but it I, 100, bro. Yeah. That's how I feel. <laughs> but I do like the struggle of him wanting to have like cool superhero fights, but he's too strong for it. 
my only concern is how are they going to make a full series out of this so dan final thoughts yeah i mean we said earlier that this is like my most conflicted and then since then i've talked a lot about the things that i like well the things that i don't like is that uh like jimmy said i don't think i'm getting a lot of what they're sending out like i don't get a lot of the references culturally and through the genre i'm not getting the parodies as much um and also i find a lot of it like in order to get the laughs they have to push it so dumb that I almost question, like, is it worth it? Like, in other words, do I really want to commit to watching a show that's this dumb because it's funny? I don't know. It's like a weird thing for me. Mm. A lot of the humor that I enjoy comedically is more, uh, like, dry or, uh, like, satire, things like that, that take a high level of, like, thought, mm-hmm. like me putting a level of thought into them, where this is, like, extremely slapsticky and surface level. Yeah, yeah. but you like that, too. Don't lie to me. I, I like some of that, but I it's it puts me in a weird place where I don't get a lot of it. So I'm like just seeing like people explode and stuff. And there's like a level of enjoyment to that, but I don't know if it's enough to keep me engaged. All right. I'd agree with that. I thought that the action was good. Like it, it stood mm-hmm. out to me, um, especially when it like kind of changes styles and it gets really extreme and really exaggerated. I thought that was interesting. Everything is absurd. And I don't know if that's a detriment or it's it's a good thing because like i did enjoy it but like dan said there's still that like there's still the underlying anime and general stuff that i've talked about before that i don't like a lot of the overacting is kind of grating even though it's in another language and i don't understand hearing it Mm -hmm. um it's just a little annoying so i'm kind of happy there isn't an english dub because if there was it might bother me more Might be even worse um yeah i think like what it comes down to to sort of to you know touch on what you're talking about is like because um i forgot his name but saitama saitama is the main character it doesn't give you a lot of like heart to grab onto like of the series like there's no audience surrogate like it's a great joke what his problem is yeah but i almost wish that he was like a secondary character and there was more like if we had started with um the cyborg guy Mm -hmm. and followed him through the series i feel like it kind of is I feel like he is kind of the secondary character and the world around him is like the world that we're going through. Yeah, we'll have to see if we go forward. Mm. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's very similar to properties I already love, like the tick, flaming carrot, mm-hmm. axe cop. It's it's the same level of absurd of absurdity as axe cop. Um, I will chop your head off and he just kills bad guys. Yeah, it feels like what he does. The anime version of those. Yeah, it does. Um and like like you guys brought up it is a parody of anime um i didn't i'm i got like the attack on titan thing i sort of picked up on the dragon ball z thing Mm -hmm. but i'm not familiar with anime enough to get a lot of like i'm sure i'm missing a lot but i did get that it's parodying the tropes of anime Mm -hmm. and i thought that those were executed pretty well so with that i'm gonna ask all of us including myself uh, this is weird (laughs) were we all talked into one punch man yes wow wow Wow. so that was kind of hard to hear let's break it down jeff yes me yes no no to jimmy this is the opposite of what i thought was going to happen the exact opposite (laughs) i thought dan would loathe it i would be like nah i'm not going to continue and jimmy would be like yeah i'm an anime boy (laughs) he's been saying from the beginning he's not he's just like the race i know but yeah okay jimmy let's start with you um it there's not enough to me 
um in order to keep on going um i do i do like a lot of it um i don't know it's it, i can't articulate my words into it i don't know <laughs> I I, i'm just not feeling it i don't know the words for that for yeah. it didn't grab you no nah, it didn't grab me okay i think Damn. This I, is an interesting turn. It is because I don't... F- How can I describe this? I don't know if this is... Well, it's not for me. Like, I'm not the target audience. I Maybe d- you are. No, I'm not. I don't, I don't understand enough of the references. Anime fans. You're right. <laughs> People who like anime but understand and can poke fun at themselves. That's who it's for. Yeah. Um, But there are aspects to it that I like. I like that it's short and fun and dumb and reminds me of Power Rangers and stuff like that. So I think I could conceivably watch this a little bit. I also am like interested in showing it to like, I don't think there's anything in it that's really like bad. Like there's some suggestive stuff that I think would go over the top. So I'm kind of interested to show this to like my niece or like my younger cousin. Do you think that she would be able to follow it since it's not in English? Well, that's a good point. She's a good reader though. She does read like the <laughs> subtitles in Star Wars when they're talking alien languages. Okay. But yeah, I mean like younger a younger audience like i can picture our cousin anthony who's like 11 yeah, like yeah he would like 11 this, like sure. finding this super fun and yeah i think this is like something i can conceivably throw on like before bed like just like mm-hmm. to have something to fall asleep to and like just catch a couple because you don't really need to get too much of the story you can just enjoy it for yeah. the action mm-hmm. and the fun jeff how do you foresee foresee your future engagement with uh One Punch i Man? hate how much i love this oh you really? liked it that much it was once I once I got it, so at first I started watching it, and my wife was like, "Oh no, I married an anime boy." <laughs> uh oh, um, and I was like, "I don't know, maybe I'll like it." But it it's so funny; it's way more it funny is- than I thought it would be, and all of the humor lands to me, and the absurdity just makes it even better. I was just grinning throughout the whole thing, and I laughed mm-hmm. out loud multiple times per episode. That's good. More see, times than I just mentioned. Like, it's just so silly. And I can't wait to see how he's going to punch these people. Because, like, <laughs> yeah, like, he punches them and they explode. But, like, when's he going to do it? And, like, with Carnage Kabuto, he fought the whole time. He could have ended it. But the thing that drove him to punch him, he didn't care about the week's worth of people he was going to kill. He just wanted to make sure that he can buy cheap food and not have to deal with it. That's so stupid and funny to me. I kind of theorized that Jeff would be super into it because Jeff loves to dunk on stuff that he doesn't like. And so, I'm still dunking hard on every other anime I've ever seen. No, but this that's is the only seeing. anime that I've ever seen that because this I like. anime is making fun of anime tropes. You're like, yeah, this is this is me. This is my shit right here. <laughs> but, so even aside from that, even aside from like the the absurdity of like the extreme close-ups or the mosquito lady asking to dump the juices into her, like that that was very funny. But um, it's just funny, like. I mean, I've said it three or four times. The Tick, Axe Cop, Flaming mm-hmm. Carrot. That is my shit. Boris the Bear, even. It's just oh, yeah. so funny. Good. It's just these really crazy, stupid characters that are just so silly that they're so simple. Like, anybody could just enjoy it. Yeah. I think part of my problem is that I'm not too into anime that I, I'm sort of like a, I want to fully appreciate this kind of thing. You're not and ready as to of hate right it now. Yet? Yeah. At this point, I'm just kind of like, I don't think I can fully appreciate it. So maybe I could revisit this maybe after I watch a few more animes or if I'm in a different place in my life and I'm more into that kind of thing. But at this time, I'm not going to say I'm never going to watch another episode. It's quite possible I could just watch the entire thing at at some point. But at this point, 
I don't see it in my future watch list. But there's not a lot either. Like I only had enough time to watch one more episode mm-hmm. without a critical eye and a pad in front of me, and it was enjoyable. Yeah, it was easy to follow. It was just more silly humor. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm I'm very shocked. I was that's why I wanted to do this experiment. I didn't know how <laughs> it was going to turn out. I don't ever want to do this format again. <laughs> <laughs> I like the format. I think you guys should pick mystery topics in the future. Oh it's boy, it's so silly. Well, in the future, maybe that could happen. I could have just said let's do One Punch Man, and you would have had to. So I mean. I just sure. add a well, little more did. fun to it. But you yeah. didn't know if you would like it or not. I didn't. And that's that's what was shocking to me because it was fun. Because like you guys weren't fun. talking me into it. I was just yeah. like, I'm just experiencing this thing that I shit on all the time. Cool. And I ended up really liking well, it. Well, we got a we got a big episode. Is it big? Yeah. Okay. It's about a movie that I love. Okay. Wow. It's big in your heart. Yeah. Takes up a lot of space in there. It's a movie I really like too. Wouldn't say love, but I really like it. Jeff, Jimmy, and I are talking you into the 2016 film Moonlight by Barry Jenkins. Oh, yeah, Barry Jenkins. I don't know who he is, but I know what the movie is. He also directed If Beale Street Could Talk. Okay. And some other movies. Yeah. I haven't seen any of his work, but uh, I know that it's a popular movie. So I'm you excited. You know that for it us. won Best Picture? I do know that. Because a lot of people didn't know that originally. <laughs> they thought La La Land won. Yeah. Anyways. For the next episode, check out the film Moonlight, which is streaming Netflix on Netflix. Yeah. It is, yeah. And we'll be talking you all into it. And also, in this next week, you should definitely go on Patreon.com slash talk me into because Jimmy stopped slacking off. <laughs> finally. And finally completed the pickled pineapple video, which we have alluded to. Our second for cook with us. Three or five months. Yeah, it's it been is a our, while. It, it is our second cook with us. Our first one paella has been up there you can go check it out sign up to patreon.com right now you can go see that bad boy and i have to say i've seen it and it's worth the wait jimmy another stellar job you liked it it was really good editing but like my jokes were really good in it too and i think that's what carries it (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sure (laughs) so i dan is just kind of like oh i'm a party pooper jeff's the funny one sure jeff Just to give one little hint of some of the fun antics that ensue, we're, we're definitely looser in this one than the paella one. <laughs> Jeff and I have an impromptu knife fight with actual <laughs> knives. Yeah, I forgot we did that. Me and too. I was, I was watching and I was like, oh no, they're going to get hurt. Yeah. That's going to so be bad. Don't fight with knives. I eat pineapple off the tip of a very sharp cooking knife. Yes. And I shouldn't have, but yeah. I did. And I, I literally watched like, oh God. I'm not even talking about that part. I'm talking about the part where... Oh, I know. There's just a lot of dangerous knife play in there. Yeah. You were also pointing at the late, great Toby, so... Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. So, join the Patreon, guys. How much do you have to spend to get that, Jeff? Videos? $5 a month. Five bucks a month. And you get everything else. $3 will get you audio archives. There are complete albums from bands that we've been in in the past up there. Yeah. There are fully produced audio comedy skits from unreleased podcasts. And you know what? Since this episode is an anime, you know what's going to be going up there next? Oh, what's that? My original episode of Erase oh, that we did on Fix It and Post. You that's going up it. there. Yeah. You need to add more of your audio because I'm digging deep into my life yeah. on this. <laughs> All and, right. Yeah, patreon.com slash talk me. That'll be $3. But you know what? Give us the five. There's plenty of content up there. <laughs> Just do it for one month. Just give us five bucks. I don't care. Do it. Yeah, do it for a dollar. You get other stuff that's lesser. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> can also fun. you can also check us out on Twitter under the name 
talk me into at Ascon talk me into it's true yeah. we're on facebook at talk me into you can email us if you feel so inclined at talk me into at gmail.com Jimmy, where can they find you personally? Oh, they can find me at Son of a Fitch, S-O-N-N-A-V-A-F-I-T-C-H on Twitter and Instagram. Jeff, where can people find you online? They can find me on Instagram at Large Hard on Collider. It's <laughs> like a science thing, but it's about wieners. Dan, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter under the name Danny underscore breakdown. And for some reason, I've been getting followed by a tremendous amount of bots on letterbox.com, even though I haven't I've been written. Those yeah, yeah, I got one on Letterboxd. I too. haven't written a review since July. Yeah, but you got a follower. Wow. If you want to find some good Russian bots, hit me up on letterbox.com. Yeah. Ukraine's definitely trying to mess up this election by infiltrating letterbox yeah <laughs> he'll do that thank you for listening to talk me into but will we talk you into next nothing, nothing funny nothing funny just end it jimmy why don't you bring us into the segment you got it dude it's nothing crazy it's just, i just think it's funny am i gonna go why did this have to be a secret probably Okay. Okay. Oh Let's boy. Record. I hope so. <laughs> We're recording, so whenever your little heart desires. I'm sounding good though, because like I can't. Yeah, you sound fine. He'll meet beneath that giant Exxon sign that brings right? this yeah. fair city its light. Whenever Dan sings, we have to get a recording. Okay. In the near future, yeah, we've got a fun episode coming up. Do we? Yes. Okay. Don't remember what's next. I oh my gosh! Jump in. I wow. thought you were going to the episode because you said a few episodes, and that will be in two episodes. Yeah, I don't remember. Wow, you are extremely bad at hosting. Next week, I and my cousin Daniel are talking <laughs> Jeff oh, into right. the movie Moonlight. That's a real fun one. Yeah, super fun. <laughs> Just a joyous. Let's, romp. let's go back.